my friends, this is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from your Atlanta, California. Sorry, not sure why I checked, clicked that, but uh, we are here um, with yes. the Living Fearless Devotional. Yeah, you have to go that way. I have to go this way. Yeah. <laughs> Clo- in, more into the ocean. <laughs> uh, Living Fearless Devotional, that's why we're here. That is. Yeah, yes, absolutely. ResurrectMinistry.com. That's our producer. Yes. Which, is still, which is, still happens to be me and Andy. <laughs> Yours truly. Yes. We need to get a producer. Maybe one day. <laughs> yes. But for now, it's you and us and the Lord. That's all we need. That's all we need. And you can find all of our content, including Andy's Fearless Man podcast, uh, my articles for the Christian Post, and uh, the show Remnant Rising I do for His Glory TV, as well as some new books that we put on there and other kind of Bible resources that I hope you enjoy. We also have a place where you can comment, drop us a line, send a prayer request, whatever uh, comes to your heart. We'd love to hear from you. And finally, if you're interested in partnering with us, you could always click the donate now button. Yes, do it now. <laughs> um, um, we're coming off a, a family dinner where we sit at the big table. Yes. And um, have incredible talks sometimes. Yeah. Tonight. Not always easy. No. <laughs> It's a lot of me telling my daughter to stop, but we no, get through no, it. No, but I mean, there, there's, we had to have some discussions about things that made people feel uncomfortable. I think that's what we have to do. We're, yes. we're parents and we have to share, uh, but uh, it's really nice. I think the, the last, I don't know, 20 minutes or so was um, was very nice. Very nice. Uh, we had a chance to talk with two olders. Yes. It's because we had the littles and then we have olders. <laughs> we have the olders. Okay. Is that their new nickname, the olders? Yeah. Not the I, tweens. I just made it up. I, I've been making up a lot of really good stuff today. Oh yeah. Even even when I'm a little bit under the weather, I'm I got some. We good we look terrible. Info. Your eyes are all you know dim. <laughs> Mine's all swollen. We look like we need some rest. Yes. No. I haven't had this. Uh, I haven't been sick in a long time. I've been, you know I have a headache every. Yeah, I got while. COVID twice and you didn't get sick. No, but um, I'm really achy and a headache. Wah. Wah. <laughs> And nauseous. So if I throw up on camera, no, that'd be so interesting. All right, what are we reading, Snooks? We are reading Spurgeon and Philemon. Yes, the home church. Morning by morning is the devotion. Very but, convicting, uh, folks. But we had started. We've had three, three, three home church now sessions, and um, I'm really. I feel like this is something that obviously God has called us to do. Oh yeah, no, we we fought it for a while. Yeah, we actually knew he was calling us. We're like, I don't think, I don't think he's saying that. Maybe, maybe, maybe no. Yeah, we're not sure. Yeah, are we really ready for this? Yeah, that's the point. Uh, Are we ready? Can can we do this? Should we should we do it? Are we putting ourselves in a position that we're gonna flub up or something? That's my thoughts. You never flub up, but I was thinking I might flub up um, something, not say something, but uh, and it's 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 growing. It, it grew last time, so um, this is really important to it us. Maybe like a little, it may be like a little accordion. It may grow and shrink. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, okay. I really, God sends who He wants to send. Yeah, it's really interesting how this uh, now this comes up, and I don't know that any other devotional that I read, I uh, you know Wigglesworth, we went through. That yes. He never talked about home church. Nope. And it's such a small book of the Bible, and One, it's in the New Testament. Yeah, one chapter. Philemon. Who knew? Yes. All right, here we go. I know you're tired of us. Chit chat. <laughs> so November first, uh, Charles Spurgeon. Uh, the reference is Philemon two, 
and it says to the church that meets in your home. Wow. Charles says, since believers comprise the church, is there a church in your house? Every believer should have a church home. Yes. Home if church. so, is everyone, <clears throat> excuse me, who spends time in your house a member, including the parents, children, friends, and household servants, if any? I think we need a couple servants. <laughs> It'd be so much easier. Oh, tell me about it. I lived my whole life that way. <laughs> <laughs> or are some still unconverted? Take a moment and let the question sink in. And then ask yourself, am I a member of the church in my own house? Oh. I used to not be. I'm Yikes. so happy that I am now. Oh, how a Christian father's heart would leap for joy and a Christian mother's eyes fill with holy tears if everyone from the oldest to the youngest in the family were saved. Everyone. Wow, that would be awesome. May we pray for this great blessing until the Lord grants it to us. Without ceasing. It was probably one of Philemon's greatest desires that his entire household be saved, but it was not completely granted to him initially. He had a wicked servant. What did we say it was? Onesimus. Onesimus. Onesimus, who had wronged him and run away from his master's service. But Philemon's prayers went to him, went with him. And finally, according to God's will, Onesimus was led to hear Paul preach. The Lord then touched his heart and he returned to Philemon, not only to be a faithful servant, but also a beloved brother and the newest member of the church in Philemon's house. Is there an unconverted child missing from your home this morning? If so, intercede for him in prayer and th that he will return home with the joyous good news of what God's grace has done. And if there is a believing child in the home, encourage him to join you in your intercession. If there is a church that meets in your house, you have a greater responsibility to keep your house in good spiritual order. And every member of the household should remember all their actions are in the sight of God. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> May even the ordinary things of life be done with a determined sense of holiness, diligence, mm. kindness, and integrity. Integrity. More is expected of a church than a typical household. Mm. Thus, thus, family worship should be more enthusiastic and devout. The love inside the home should be more warm and unbroken. And the actions outside the home should be more sanctified and Christ-like. Amen. Small home churches need never fear being unimportant for the how for the Holy Spirit was given has given us this beautiful reminder in his book of remembrance of the family church that met in Philemon's house. Whether our church is large or small, may we draw near to the great head of God's universal church and may we petition him for the grace to shine before others to the glory of his name. Amen. Amen. Well, very convicting right and yeah. i think that's why for us even though we contemplated it for a while we had to make some lifestyle changes in order to have a home church for i knew that the lord's expectation of us would be greater you know mm -hmm. once you once you start to hold yourself out as a place where the lord dwells and that the holy spirit comes and sends a fresh anointing to its visitors mm -hmm there is a holiness that's expected, you know, um, 
of course, we continue to pray for our children. They're they're all. I don't. Did Courtney accept when she was young? No, never did. Okay, no. so we still pray for our eldest daughter, and my daughter is way backslidden. Um, so <laughs> we we definitely we definitely do a lot of Jesus in this house. Mm. So and we do it with the friends too. Yep. We take uh, the kids' friends to church if they happen to be with us on a Saturday night. Yeah, we took two with us to church last. Yeah, last week. Yeah, I think over the past several months we've taken at least six or seven. Yeah. At one point or another. So we try, we're trying, we're trying to uphold the advice in this book, but I think it's important for people to think about it, even if they're not opening up their home church beyond their family, mm. right. To think is, is my house a home church? Are we praying in this house? Are we acting with integrity? Are we demonstrating love to one another beyond um, the expected beyond normal? It shouldn't just be a casual kind of love. We should be loving like people that are Christ-like. Right. Well, I think the important thing that I know for sure that I do differently because of our relationship and your um, encouragement is living a god a manly God's life because you can't very well <laughs> tell the kids, you know, Hey, stop that. Do this. Don't do that. You know, say this and don't say this and all this kind of stuff. If you're not doing that stuff. And we notice so, that with their friends, right? The hypocrisy yeah. of, of the parents really rubs off on kids. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's where the struggle is. And we, we run into this all the time when they say, well, we went to church every Sunday and we did all this stuff and my kid still does drugs. And so, yeah, but what were you doing on the weekend? Uh, yeah, well, we still had, you know, big parties where we drank and got drunk. And, yeah, but we went to church on Sunday. And then, but they're still questioning why did it not work out? Now, you know, you're, you're, you're always, I mean, especially when you take a chance like us and have six kids, that one of them, you know, is going to struggle a little bit from time to time. Or one will have backs, backslide. Or the greater number of even if more of them do, but at least you can go in front of the Lord and say, yes. I did, I, I tried to be holy. I tried, you know, because we don't know, you know, not everybody in a family is called. God predestines them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's they're individual human beings. But at least we could sleep at night saying, I tried, I talked about you, Lord. I drew my kids closer. I behaved with integrity. I honored you in our home. I, I tried my best to embody holiness. And then if a kid goes off the reservation, at least we have the contentment, as much as it hurts, mm. we have the contentment of knowing we did our best. Yep. But you can't like, I, I mean, uh, quite frankly, not, not passing judgment on anybody, but it was, it was sad to me to go up and down the main drag here in your Belinda, um, where all the kids were out for Halloween and just seeing how many parents were loaded you know what I mean? There's like they're there with all these kids and like 50 percent of them had either a beer with them or a thing, a cooler, a Yeti yeah. that, you know, was filled with alcohol in yeah. it. They because were drinking outside their slurring. houses. Yeah. <laughs> nice costume. And yeah. And there was these kids <laughs> and there was like drunken adults roaming the streets with all these cute little kids in costumes. And I'm kind of like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? Like, mm. it's just it was such an odd blend because the, 
the weird thing about it is because this town prides itself on being a conservative town. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, and they do want good values and they do have good values and they defend good values and let they have these practices that I think are very detrimental because as we're learning from our kids, friends that their first access to alcohol or, and possibly drugs is from the parents. And so they're getting drunk and stuff out of their own supply because, you know, it's 13 year old doesn't have access to alcohol unless somebody, unless it's in the house, you know, it, it's not like, do you remember in our day, like you'd go up to the guy in 7-Eleven and be like, <laughs> but you weren't doing that at 13, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you do that maybe at 16 or 17, but it's had a little bit of something underneath your nose here, like a little little something yeah exactly <laughs> can you imagine being both safe standing outside the 7-eleven so the only place they have access to it is in their parents place mm. and so we just really have to be careful that we're not putting we're not setting our kids up for failure by um neglecting what our home church looks like and i just want to say and i know there's probably people joining that uh, either know me from my past or um uh, you know don't know me but did are you know, I like to go to the river, I like to go to Las Vegas, I like to do all those things. And, uh, I, you know, 50, 50 years of my life, <laughs> I, I did, did all of it. Yeah, 50 years of my life, I did that. And would go with the kids and we'd, you know, get in the boat and we'd have, you know, who got, who's got the cooler of, uh, you know, beer, you know, and we, oh, got to go back on shore and go get it. And we go get it. And, and this was just, it was not Hard even life. thought of. Yeah. And then we would get mad at the kids for doing something stupid, like drink. And go, <laughs> So, you know what I mean? And so, but 50 years of doing that. So I'm copping out and telling you that I, I, I realize like how stupid, you know, I, I, I call up people's stupidity all the time. I'm going to call it my stupidity. How stupid am I to not understand at those times? Like here I am trying to raise kids to do smart things. And yet on a weekend basis, I'm doing the things that I don't want them to and, do. And acting foolish. And acting foolish. And they and they recognize yeah. it. Like we talked about my my um one of my estheticians was telling me she can't go to the river with her parents because they act so stupid. She's like, I just can't be around it. I don't want to see it. And I was like, wow, that's quite a testament, you know, that you one don't want to do you don't want to you don't want to emulate that. And two, that it's so pronounced that you just you don't even want to go mm. engage in water sports and hang out with your friends because it's so you just don't want to be around it. Yeah, but we know, and we've done it now since uh, over the last six months or so, that we have gone on vacation and had not a drink. And yes. we go, wow, that is really a lot more fun. <laughs> we remember a lot more of it. And we wake up earlier to do more fun things. And so um, I, I just I'm, I want to make sure that this is clear, that I, I understand those of you that still participate, uh, you know, partake in the, the jocularity of going to the river in Vegas and sometimes taking your kids and looking foolish. Um, but I, I can tell you that it is a much got easier. you a crazy Courtney in Vegas story. <laughs> oh yeah, I got, I got, oh I got a ton of, Courtney oh, has a... oh my God, this story. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So Courtney, my oldest horrible. daughter experienced most of that. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, and they think it's fun and they're having a good time, that kind of stuff. But it really now, and I have the good fortune of being Having lived two different generations with kids, one generation of, of nonsense, <laughs> I was going to use some other words, raising a kid and, you know, and she likes to drink now and she likes to go out and party and that kind of stuff. And I, that's, you can see why she does that. <laughs> 
and she's and she's having fun and she's enjoying it and all that kind of stuff and you know and she's dating a, a rock star you know it all, it, it's exactly what you expect with somebody that was raised by a dad who loved to go and, and listen to rock bands with her we go and listen to rock bands together and then hang out at the beer garden most of the time but now we have this different a, a different set of kids and raising them this way is a lot more fun um we uh are less hypocritical and they see it and now they have nothing to fall back on they'll sometimes bring up well with courtney i say you can't you don't get to use courtney <laughs> yeah that's right? the old man <laughs> but they, they you know they, they they have a the older ones have a slight memory of that used to have a beer beer in the refrigerator every day uh beer in the refrigerator not drinking it every day but at least in the refrigerator all the time where i could i would say hey go get me you know the whatever the newest beer that I had in there. Um, so they have a, a slight recollection, but now they, it's been long enough, you know, been three or three years or so where it's lightened up and then it disappeared about, has it been a year? No. It's about six months. April. 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 Um, Never forget. Cause that's when we moved. That's uh, when we were almost homeless. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that we stopped drinking when we were almost homeless? <laughs> well, that's why we stopped drinking. <laughs> When people with the, the six drinking kids. had nothing to do with us going homeless. No, but when you get an eviction notice with six kids, you fall to your knees. Oh Lord, forgive us, for we have sinned. Remember, God could not be mocked. I told Andy, I, I started crying. I was like, "We gotta stop drinking. We gotta. We gotta this is bad. This is it reminds bad. me of the uh, the movie Airplane, where the plane's crashing and the, you have a you know a passenger trying to land it, and the the guy who was down in the uh, in the air control office, and he's He's now has this pressure of trying to landing the plane and he's smoking a cigarette and he's drinking. He goes, I picked a bad time to quit smoking cigarettes and I picked a bad time to quit drinking when the world was falling apart. But that's when he decided to do it. Yes. So the, the important reason that I at least bringing it up, I'm not sure if Hedy's glad that I brought it up or not, is that I, we know exactly where you're at, wherever you're at. We've been and, there. And you can't look and you want to say now, hey, you guys are, you know, all holier than that, that or whatever that or I know Andy when he was. I, I, I absolutely. But full disclosure, for, full disclosure, <laughs> but um, me, wow. I was a crazy Muslim, so I've been sober for 25 years. But there was a bout in the middle <laughs> between those two that was not good, yes, not good. But uh, yeah, I mean, tonight we had a conversation about drugs and alcohol, a very important one. And uh, the only advantage that Hedy and I had is that we were saying, we, we know what can happen when you get involved in, in alcohol. And, yes. And, and we know people in our lives that we were friends with that got involved in narcotics and they're sitting in prison or they're dead. Um, so we have that opportunity um, to be able to speak that. But it's better not to have it. I don't think it's better not to have the experience to share. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, arrested way too many times. Yeah, you, I, you shocked me how many times you were getting arrested. Three times I've been arrested. Oh my gosh. Random, Shucks. random circumstances. I if, think it was a way they like to torture Beverly Hills kids to scare yeah. us. Yeah, I always if I wasn't a cop, I'd been arrested probably that many times, <laughs> if not more. All I like right. Cindy's comment. It's great. First of all, hi to Kate. Hi, it, Kate. It's freezing in uh, Canberra, Australia, Australia. Cindy says, I can see the difference in my kids according to where I was when I walked with Jesus. So she raised them at different points in her life. She has eight kids from 44 to 20. But as I changed, it affected their walk with Jesus. So it's not too late. Amen, sister. That's awesome. That's that's definitely we me and Andy turned the ship around and and hopefully God willing it is not too late. I see that in my daughter because though I wasn't uh, drink before I came to Christ she was 
my biggest deficiency was that I just wasn't available. I wasn't around. Um, and it had a very detrimental effect on her. And um, she has, it seems, forgiven me for that. And our relationship has definitely mm. um, I've seen it. gotten stronger. That's, that's all from the Lord. All glory be to God. For sure. Carrie says. My mom made me for my first drink and it was my last. It made me sick as a dog. Well, see, that's the funny thing because my parents made me my first drink. We were actually drinking and going to supper clubs, disco supper clubs. My parents when I was 13. So drinking was literally permissible in my house since we were teenagers. Wow. We were all allowed to drink. We and we and we drank a lot. Mm. The only thing I have is my my mom gave me um, a couple of cigarettes to smoke when I was 10. Huh. And yeah. We got those from our Swedish cousins. And I could not, that was it. I, I, I never smoked. And see, that's the thing. That's what for me when I had opposite. I smoked for a good 15 years. Mm. And Cindy says, Yep, eviction notice with tons of kids is bad. <laughs> Been there. Yeah, it, was, it was bad, Cindy. I'll never forget. We, we were laying in bed. We both wake up and you're on your phone, I think. And yes. you're and all of a sudden you stopped. And I I I, I was I noticed the stop. <laughs> and I looked over at you and you went and you were froze your face of <laughs> and then you said, We have to move. And I go, What? And we're in this, you know, comfortable house. <laughs> big we house. had a big view uh, all the way to the ocean. We could see the liners coming down the ocean. We could see Catalina Island. We thought we were all that. We were all that. And then you're just going, we have to get out of this house. And they go, what? Are you kidding me? We start to look around. We could not find a house. And then I thought, wow, this is a good time to drink. And he goes, no, no, no more drink. Drink no more. <laughs> no more. Okay, so that's. Wow, eight kids and I thought four boys was hard. Yeah, Cindy's. That's a lot of kids, Cindy. <laughs> We well, thought we were. We have six. I know. She, she beat, beat us. us. Yeah. Um, what else in the devotional? We got Philemon. Oh. I think we should oh. read this. Um, what Paul wrote about Onesimus. Um, I think we should read the whole part in there because it's in here. Oh, okay. Oh, oh when uh, what's his name? Yes. Um, it's from uh, Jim Ryman. So here's what Paul wrote in Philemon. Finemon. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, fine. I'm in a little trouble with this little doodad. Okay. I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly, he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and me. I'm sending him, who is my very heart, back to you. I would have liked to keep him with me so that he could take your place in helping me while I'm in chains for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent so that any favor you do will be spontaneous and not forced. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a while was that you might have him back for good, no longer as a slave, but better than a slave, as a dear brother. He is very dear to me, but even dearer to you, both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. Philemon 10 through 16. And so this first verse was, um, so the whole chapter is about, um, this Onesimus being a wicked servant when he was in um, Philemon's house 
And he goes and meets Paul and his heart is touched. He's transformed, receives the Holy Spirit and becomes this very strong believer. Mm -hmm. And so this chapter is Paul's appeal back to Philemon to take Onesimus back. Mm -hmm. And it's such a good admonition to us to, to have, to allow for restoration for people, whether it's like the story of the prodigal son or the 99 and the one black sheep, it is that we always have to have a space to forgive. Um, and not just forgive, we all say, oh, I forgive them, but to allow a person to be restored, you know, uh, inviting them back into your life, loving on them, accepting them just as, you know, as you would have had they not hurt you. Mm. You know, that's sometimes hard, but it's important. Hmm. Sorry, I'm reading the, the, the information that's on the right side of the screen there. I got kind of caught up in it. Wicked families are nurseries for hell. That's <laughs> the thing that caught my attention. Right. As good ones are for heaven. Uh, masters and others of the family may not think it enough to be good singly and, and severally in their personal capacities, but they must be socially so. Yeah, we had a lot of talk with the kids uh, during dinner time, and I have over the last couple of days um, separately. At least, the, you know, uh, uh, Ray, who is fourteen, and Kelly, who is sixteen, about what happens when they're not, uh, where we're not with them. You know, that that responsibility that they have to to maintain what life we have been teaching them to maintain. You know, the not. Uh, not partake in debauchery, um, to speak well of others, uh, to not use foul language. And, 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 you know, they often share how difficult it is that, you know, their friends all talk that way, or they're all, they're all their friends want to do these things. And it's easy to get caught up. And we talk about that, you know, Pastor yes. Jack, you know, getting caught up in the world and, and teaching them, you know, the world is evil. And the circum and the not the circumstances, but the um, the consequences. And but see, but it's really fascinating to watch where the the temptation to sin is quite different. Mm -hmm. Because Kelly, your oldest son, who received the Lord on his own as a teenager, went up and accepted Christ, and I believe instantly became spirit filled because he's he just has a certain character that is Christ like. It is, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't gravitate towards sinfulness mm -hmm. and he actually excludes friends that are, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? He, he just internally chooses, purposely chooses good people and intentionally avoids bad people. Mm -hmm. But our girls are much more susceptible. They're much more susceptible to, you know, attention, boys, trends, you know what I mean? It's bad much boys. It's much more of a fight for them, you know? Um, it's just so interesting to watch, especially watching your kids because they all grew up basically the same way. You know, they had the same parents and it's interesting to, as opposed to my daughter who had this crazy road, but watching your kids at mm -hmm. you, because you both you and Beth were, are both believers and strong conservative parents and you know what I mean? But you just, you see that there's an innate nature in every human being and some are more compelled to sin than others, yep. you know, just by virtue of the way they're created. The struggle is so real. I mean, for Ray, you can see it. 
Yeah. Like, Kelly, like you said, it's not as much of a stroke. He just goes, man, I'm, I'm done with you. Yeah. <laughs> he just dumps them. Um, you're crazy. I don't like you. Yeah. Um, and just doesn't gravitate. I mean, yeah. like he had a friend that was a very, very good friend. As soon as the guy went up the rails, he wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah. And you know, no he's just like, yeah, he's like, bye. I mean, that took a lot of like just internal fortitude to do that. Yeah. Um, but, but Ray has enough of the, you know, the Holy Spirit that she comes into our room and wants to confess something of being just merely in the environment. And that made her feel uh, dirty. Like, that's the only word I can think. Right. It was like it's, it's a fight. Yeah. But yet she still, she still is drawn to the people that caused her to be in that situation. And she, so she does not break it off, you know, she just figures out how she can maneuver within the, 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 uh, the swamp. Isn't that, isn't that the way sin always is? Yes. Like, I can handle it. I can drink a couple of drinks. <laughs> Not all time. my friends are that way. <laughs> yeah. Just and these friends. Just this little corner over here, yeah. but it, it won't touch me. It mm. won't touch me. And it, and it, mm. it's hard to explain to, to children. It will touch you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you just don't see it yet, but they have to experience it for themselves. Uh, and we wish they wouldn't. We wish they would just listen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's just interesting to watch that one child doesn't need to be told that. Like it's just it's the internal it's the internal spirit. You know, it's just no, nope, not going to do it. I like it when they try to give me the story that I've heard on the streets of Anaheim. You know, when I'm in the middle of the night, you know, stopping a, a group of teenagers back in the day, and. Well, I really wasn't, you know, I, those aren't my friends. I don't know who they are. They are you know, where are you going? I had nothing to yeah, do with Yeah, where that. are you going? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You know, you know and they, they try the same little trickery with the words yeah. all the time. And I go, listen to me. They say, you're not, you're not going to fool me with nope. what it is you're doing. Um, and, you know, the good news is I, they, the children that, some of the children that raise friends with, um, their parents are, are, are Christian too. Right. And so we've had the opportunity to talk to each other on the phone as parents that they're not thankfully uh they're not necessarily off the rails there's one friend that she has that one of the parents is in jail but um the uh, at least a couple others were able to have that conversation so uh, don't ever be afraid to reach out to the other family and uh, see if you can't make a connection uh with them because it, it that really helps when it's possible to be on the same page as the either the boyfriend or girlfriend parents which you know that's not happening with your situation um but it does make it a lot easier to have that aspect of it. So for sure, when they're when they're not with me and they're with them, we know that they're in good hands. And it's such a great example for my daughter to watch Kelly and his girlfriend because she's constantly saying that she's jealous of it, that she wishes it could be that way. That so next time she'll look for that. Mm, like I want to be expected. Yep. You know what I mean? I want to be. Um, I want to be accepted and welcomed by the family. And that only happens when you're of, I think of similar stature and caliber. Mm. Um, so that's important. We have a lot of great comments here. Let's yep. see. Uh, all Cindy's kids were girls. She had five and adopted three. Oh, wow. And yeah, that's, that's amazing. People that adopt kids, I just love you guys. You guys are amazing. So, so important, great. so valuable. Yeah. And he says she was a foster kid who became a foster mom. Wow. That's so sweet. So cool. Carrie says, yes, forgive and restore. And uh, Cindy also says, I mean, amen. Forgiveness is key and makes a difference mm. for us and the others. Uh, absolutely. 
And Kate Mary says, at least girls hang around their mom. Boys leave and cleave. Our job as moms <laughs> is is a gift to them and let them go and be men. Yeah. Mm. So true. Talking with our kids is so important. Yes. Yes, it's true. My children are all each created to be uniquely them, each with their own struggles and strengths and their own relationship with God. We pour into them as stewards for God. And as a mom, I get to witness and pray and love and disciple them and love them even more as they walk out their lives. Yes, that's beautiful. And Kate says, same. All my boys are different. Paul's an academic. David, a filmmaker. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's neat watching them develop. Yeah, traits too. So, in relationship to a uh, home church, what what I like now bringing it to the people um, that attend, come to our home, uh, and then we when we go to Mariama's or uh, even our life group that's not in a home but it's in a warehouse in a yeah. warehouse. <laughs> um, the, the those each of those groups have different person. Each of those home churches have different personalities. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that, that's really interesting. And then if we were to just look back, look at our group of people. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. Everybody's coming back on. We lost one. Oh my gosh. Sorry, man. I... Um, you had a chance to scratch your eye. Don't scratch your eye. I'm not knows. scratching it. I'm just touching it. The Don't whole, touch my, it. My whole face hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so back to our home church. So um, the, the the people that are coming in, although we get a few new ones here and there, that kind of stuff, it's it's fun to see, uh, even though it's only been three. I know that seems weird to talk about but it's interesting to see the people come in and, and and get more connected with us and with their story and get more comfortable that they can now stand and give a testimony like lisa gave yeah and i think that's a, the great thing about the home church it's much smaller more uh, intimate and once you get uh used to the other people that are in the room and you build a little bit of trust then you can open up about either your struggles or something about what it is that you've gone through and as you become a christian you can share to give somebody else something that they need absolutely. which we've seen in the very short period of time that we've had absolutely our, our home church so and it's just such a honor to be a place where jesus can move <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like you're just like i just provide the food and, and the four walls and jesus comes in and he's just like i want this person to meet that person and this person's gonna say this to that person it's just so awesome hmm. To just be the repository where that happens. That city probably knows all about that. But it's just um, it's just a great feeling to just be a place where he can operate. Yeah. I like Kate's uh, names of her boys, right? Paul, David, and then Luke and Luke, Matt. <laughs> Luke is a pastor. <laughs> and Matthew, I'm, I'm assuming is Matt. Matt is a businessman. How cool is that? Yes. Paul, David, Luke, and Matthew. The, the Gospels. <laughs> so cool. Cindy says? Uh, she lives in a parsonage. Some things happen at the church and some in her actual home. 
Oh, very good. And nope, it was our internet. We all the kids are home, and so they're all on their devices. I think yes, uh, watching movies and things. So it shut down our internet for a second. And Cindy says, "Yes, it's an honor to connect for Jesus. So cool. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Come in and sit down and listen. We're talking. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. Look at my closet. The cat's always busy. Yeah, the cat's always doing something. Um, anything else that's been happening? We had to took took a couple of days off because we had busy times with the kids. I, I normally don't have my kids on Monday, but I had them yesterday. Yes. And, then, and now we know we're going to have all all the day Thanksgiving. We got to figure out what we're going to do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we had lots of friends over. Apparently, people like to come to our house. Oh. <laughs> so that's where we've been. Sometimes people like I get we get little messages. Are you guys, uh, you know, going back online again? Are you guys on, on hiatus? Uh, yeah, exactly. <sighs> but uh, yeah, we've just been a little too little. Busy. And plus, your eye yesterday, you were really hurting. Was hurting. Your face was hurting. My face is still hurting. And I bought <laughs> this big um, eye massager device. It looks like a virtual reality game. So I'm going to try that out. See how that works. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. All right. IV, RV, what are those things called? NV? A AI. AI. Yeah, I think. No. No. Something else. What is it called? <sighs> I can't remember. Sorry, no. Something reality. She has some alternate R A A R. A R maybe. Alternate reality. A R. Who knows? Anyways. Yeah. See, now you're the one who went off on your own tangent. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to get to bed. I know that I do. I I feel, um, I feel lousy. (laughs) Oh. It's like made some good sausages tonight. I did. You know the uh, the flu took a two year break. So maybe it maybe it's coming back. Yes. Nobody nobody had the flu for over two years. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Whoa, so strange. It's so bizarre. But I'm gonna I'm gonna fight this one off. It, uh... I got tons of the the I I went to this online doctor thing because I thought I had COVID, mm-hmm. but I think I actually had the flu and I have a slew of medicines, all kinds of random things that are supposed to cure you. So um supplements and all kinds of things you could try and it's kind of just short of which which doctor stuff yeah Oh, that's weird. Okay, we're going to sign off because apparently the, the internet is not uh, doing very well. It's choked. All right, my, my friends, we love you guys. Love. Okay, God bless. <laughs> Don't love forget you. about the Edify app. Yes, Edify. E- E-D-I-F-I dot A-P-P. A-P-P. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Take care. Oh, no, we have to still do the thing. There we go.